0: You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Zags, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Stephen Carr. You can follow me on Twitter at Scargo. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnZags. Today is Friday, April 16th, and this is another five-star Friday. Go to our podcast page and give us a five-star rating, and then leave us a review with your Gonzaga story. And every Friday, I will read one of them on the show. If you don't want to leave a review, you can send me an email, like today's submission from Angela. Our email is always open for stories and questions. LockedOnZags at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Today's Gonzaga story, like I said, is from Angela, class of 1993. Here is Angela's Gonzaga story. My Gonzaga story began in 1989, where I gazed across Cataldo and saw a very cute boy that I hoped to get to know. Long story short, we were both in ROTC, and after a three-year friendship involving a lot of ultimate frisbee games, 10K ruck marches, and countless food fights, we got engaged our senior year. We married on a Friday, Commissioned into the Army on Saturday, and graduated from Gonzaga on Sunday. We figured our families were in town for commissioning and graduation anyway, so why not throw a wedding in as well? And oh yeah, I was the senior class speaker at graduation. During our time at Gonzaga, I sang the national anthem for both the basketball and baseball games. We both competed for the Ranger Challenge teams for the Bulldog Battalion, and have always stayed connected to our family at GU. A couple years ago, I even had the honor of reuniting our all-women's ROTC Ranger Challenge Team where we competed in the Klondike Relay from Alaska to Canada. Even being active duty Army and moving every two to three years to a new location, we continued to make Spokane visits a common occurrence so that we could stay connected to college family and roommates. In addition to our yearly Spokane trips, we included Vegas in that schedule for the past eight years. Gonzaga is family, and no matter where we have lived, no matter where we have traveled, we have always found someone that is connected to Gonzaga. It is a truly special and one-of-a-kind place. God bless a forever Zag Angela class of 1993. How cool is that? I love it. I love hearing people's stories, especially those who have really been around the program uh, long before it came in National Powerhouse. Because today's show is pretty much loaded, we can only get to one story today, but I've got a couple others to read next week, and I always, always, always want more from you guys. So, leave us a review or send a message on Twitter, or like I said, you can email us LockedOnZags at gmail.com. Today on the show, we have more Tommy Lloyd reaction. Dan Dickow is on the show to discuss what Tommy means to him personally and what he has meant to Gonzaga. We'll also continue our player reviews with Andrew Nemhard and Kaylee Trong, the two starting point guards for Gonzaga. Before we get to all that, here are a couple quick news and notes for you. Gonzaga baseball begins a three-game series at Pepperdine tonight. It is a huge series for both teams. Uh, Pepperdine was picked to win the WCC in the preseason coaches poll, but they're only 4-2 and two in league play because they have had a bunch of postponed games. Gonzaga, on the other hand, 9-3, and three, and they're in first place. But they're coming off a very, very emotional game on Tuesday where Stephen Lund suffered just a gruesome leg injury that uh, caused the game to be called off in the sixth inning. So we'll see how they bounce back tonight. Alec Jacob is on the mound. It's a 3 p.m. first pitch, and you can watch it on the WCC network. The WNBA draft was Thursday night, and Jen Worth, Leanne Worth, and Jill Townsend were all shut out from the draft. I think for me it was a minor surprise not to see Jen Worth picked because I saw her on the majority of uh, mock drafts. So no Gonzaga women drafted in the WNBA. The last Zag to be drafted was Jill Barda back in 2018. Some transfer portal news. Uh, First, Pavel Zakharov is committed to Cal Baptist in the Western Athletic Conference. And that's a pretty good spot for him. Their big guy that was there is leaving. um, So he should get some pretty good playing time. And so good luck to Pavel Zakharov over at Cal Baptist. Gonzaga has also reportedly reached out to Texas Tech transfer Mac McClung, who started his career over at Georgetown and then played for Chris Beard at Texas Tech this season. And then also Oklahoma transfer Davion Harmon. If you remember, Davion Harmon was out with uh, COVID when Gonzaga played Oklahoma in their uh, second round game in the NCAA tournament. I uh, I highly doubt that McClung would be a fit for Gonzaga, considering he's a really, really high volume guy. And I don't think there's that many minutes for him, nor that many shots for him to come to Gonzaga. And I think he wants those shots. But I do think Harmon could be a pretty decent fit if that's the direction they go. He's a good driver, um, and, and I think they do need that experienced guard, like I've been saying. Uh, Dejon Davis, also a target, the the kid from Stanford who Gonzaga targeted coming out of high school. But I think it's pretty clear that Gonzaga's coaching staff feels kind of the same way I do, that they need one more experienced guard on the roster because they have been connected to basically every single guard that's come and hit the portal at this point. So we'll see what happens. Okay, coming up, we're going to be talking about point guards. Andrew Nemhard had an incredible season uh, in a year where he really wasn't even supposed to play. And then Kaylee Trong, she took over the starting job this season after Jesse Luetta graduated and to be honest she had her ups and downs Um, but those I think should make her a better player in her final two years in Spokane and then we're going to finish the show talking to a point guard Dan Dickow is going to join and we're going to talk about Tommy Lloyd so just stay tuned for that Major League Baseball has started and if you want a place to bet on Major League Baseball betonline.ag is the place to go BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The MLB has started, of course, but the NBA and the NHL are also in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's talk about Gonzaga's two point guards this year. Let's start with Andrew Nemhard, the uh, transfer from Florida. He was a two-year starter for the Gators and Mike White and he was supposed to sit out this year and he said he was okay with sitting out this year developing and then taking over the program next year when Jalen Suggs was gone and that was his plan Uh, and he was excited for it and then you know COVID hit and he had the possibility of getting eligible and getting a waiver to play. The story goes that Mark Few asked Jalen Suggs, hey are you okay with this? Jalen Suggs said absolutely and so Andrew Namar got eligible about two days before the season started. And the interesting thing is that because he was going to red shirt he really didn't practice at all with the starters really throughout you know uh, fall camp and then the first few weeks of practice so it took some reps to get used to andrew Nevhard playing with the the you know the rotation players which is why he you know he, he wasn't bad at all in the first you know couple games but it took him a little while to get super super comfortable and then the west virginia game rolled around and Jalen Suggs went out with what we thought was a bad injury. And Andrew Nemhard was the one that won that game for him. And that's when he kind of, you know, uh, broke out of his shell and said, okay, I'm here. And so he basically won that West Virginia game. And a couple weeks later, he eventually came into the starting lineup and he never gave that starting spot up again. I said pretty much all season, I think Andrew Nemhard is the best player Gonzaga has ever had in ball screens. His combination of vision, And patience. Uh, He really never turns the ball over. And and he has the ability, obviously, he passes the ball great, but he has the ability to attack the rim. And he's got really a deadly mid range game um, that he can utilize as well. So he knows what to do, when to do it. And I think he's just absolutely deadly. And it showed up in the stats as well because he was sixth in the country this season, sixth in the country in assist to turnover ratio at 3.59. He had eight assists in the Creighton game in the NCAA tournament. And then he had eight assists again in the UCLA game in the final four. And those eight assists are tied for second most by any Gonzaga player in an NCAA tournament game. He also became a much more reliable three-point shooter by the end of the year. He shot it pretty well. I think it was 37, 38% in WCC play. And so we're looking forward to next year, you know he's going to be the team leader. This is his team. He's the point guard, and it's his team. Uh, and I think there's a good opportunity for him to take Dominic Harris and Hunter Salis under his wings and kind of you know show him the ropes. Um, I think he's got amazing screener options with Drew Timmy likely returning, Chet Holmgren coming in. There's a lot of dynamic things that they can do with those two guys. And then he's got to just keep improving his three point shot because if he gets a three point shot into the you Know 35, 36, 37% consistently, or even if it somehow approaches 40 um, I mean, he's an NBA talent uh, without question. And the team is going to need shooting next season with no Corey Kispert, Joel Ayahi's gone. Um, you know, a lot of their three point shooting this year is going to disappear. And so, where is that three point shooting going to come from next season? Andrew Nemhard could be one of those guys. So Andrew Demhard, great season this year. It's going to be his team next year, and I'm looking forward to him running a bunch of ball screens with Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren both on the floor because I think they can do a lot of really, really good stuff there. And then over on the women's side, Kaylee Trong. She took over the point guard role this year from Jessie Luetta after Trong had a very promising freshman year. Uh, She averaged 21 minutes, and she was second on the team in assists, and she was on the all-freshman WCC team and this season she was solid um but the problem one of the problems is that she's following jesse loetta and laura stockton and jasmine redmond and taylor carr and courtney vander like there's just been some unbelievable guards the last 10 to 12 years to come through gonzaga so it's hard to compare her to all of them but by most standards she had a good year Um, she averaged more than four assists a game she had eight points per game she was second on the team and made threes second on the team in steals but her efficiency wasn't great especially inside the arc Uh, and she had a problem here and there throughout the season with turnovers so both of her first two seasons she's averaged 20 minutes a game so the coaching staff obviously trusts her she started every game this year um, as the point guard so, if she limits the turnovers next season and increases her field goal percentage, I think she has the ability to become one of Gonzaga's great guards. Um, and with the Worths gone and Jill Townsend gone, Trong is now the highest returning scorer on the roster. So, it's going to be her third year in the program. She's going to be looked up to, both in terms of leadership. And in taking, you know, more of that scoring load, she's probably going to have to uh, uh, average double figure scoring next year. So this is an incredibly important offseason for Kaylee Truong um, for her development, because there may, in my opinion, there's probably not a more important player to Gonzaga's success next season than Kaylee Trong. So we'll see how she develops this year and how she uh, returns uh, in the fall. Okay, that is enough about current point guards. Let's talk to a former point guard, Dan Dickow. He's going to join the show in just a second to talk about Tommy Lloyd and his impact on Gonzaga, and then I'll give some thoughts about Tommy Lloyd's introductory press conference that he had on Thursday at Arizona. But first, we have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate and all bars. It's even perfect for keto diets. There are over 20 amazing flavors, including peanut butter, caramel brownie, banana bread, and many more. All of them soft, easy to chew, and absolutely delicious. Not only do they taste great, but they're healthy too. They are great for the health-conscious guy, but also for anyone looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The Cookies and Cream Bar, for example, everybody's favorite, has 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Football fans, tune in April 19th through the 26th and listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Our local experts for every team will be making trades and picking the next stars for their team. Follow the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining the show today is Gonzaga great and Gonzaga broadcaster Dan Dickow, who hosts both the Bulldog broadcast and the ISO podcast with Dan Dickow. Dan, before we get into Tommy's impact on Gonzaga just from a personal level, how excited are you that Tommy gets this opportunity?
1: I'm very excited for him. You know, when when, uh, when the news broke about a week or so ago that um, he was a candidate, um, you know, I was excited for him. I felt all along that it was literally a two-man race. Uh, Damon Stoudemire and, and Tommy, I thought, were the only two guys that um, really had the qualifications Um to, to warrant that job I mean you can look at Damon and what he's done it as a player at Arizona and then as he's grown his coaching resume and career uh in particular with what he's done at Pacific warrants him being in the conversation but at the end of the day I mean what Tommy's done in in 20 years or so at Gonzaga alongside Coach Few and really helping to build that program grow that program and, and build his own coaching resume um, you know, made you think that it was going to be, it was going to take a special place to take uh, to, to allow Tommy to really want to lead Gonzaga. I know that Gonzaga and, and Coach you have had other quote-unquote coaches in, in the, waiting in the wings to take over a few he ever left. You know, the fact that, you know, Beach and um, Coach Jack Letty and Leon uh, you know, did go to other places um, you know, I didn't see that happening with Tommy unless it was a very, very uh, high-level job just because of of what he's meant to Gonzaga and uh, for it to be Arizona uh, is pretty dang impressive and it's pretty pretty cool to see as a friend and, and someone who's closely connected to the program.
0: Speaking of which, Tommy had a very large influence on your Gonzaga career. Can you kind of explain how he impacted you both kind of as a player and as a person?
1: Well, Tommy's kind of you know we kind of got to the Gonzaga program at the same time. My redshirt year, he was starting to be around the program um, as he was getting into coaching uh, as a student assistant, and then my junior year of playing, uh, he was in a, he was an assistant. And so, kind of we we came up and, and kind of uh, learned a lot of what GU was about together. Um, he was instrumental for me with with workouts during during that redshirt year because. He was trying to learn as a coach, you know, how to structure workouts and details to, to look at and think about. And, I mean, we had individual workouts that would cover, I mean, the most basic of things. Yet they were the most impactful or important things in my career: pivoting and, and squaring up and creating space in different ways and angles on pick and rolls and uh, ability to throw different passes uh, with different footwork. Uh, you know, and, and the fact is Tommy still was young. So we've played a ton of one-on-one, um, you know, during that time. And he really prepared, helped prepare me to be ready for the, for the next year when I was able to, to, you know, be eligible to play in games. Uh, and then you see his growth and Ascension as, is as a, as a coach where now he's, uh, he, he, was on the bench, and he started recruiting, and he was evaluating, and, and you saw kind of the growth and evolution of that. In addition to the, what everybody's used to, the growth and evolution of his European network, um, it's it's been awesome to see. His coaching X's and O's is something that he's got a tremendous feel for, but he's also worked incredibly hard at it. Um, you know, he, he's taken things that he's seen in Europe, whether it's in games or practices, and implemented them over over here to to Gonzaga. I mean, Gonzaga has been ahead of the curve with a lot of the stuff that they've done spacing wise in continuity ball screen that is now kind of commonplace in the college game and and Gonzaga was kind of at the forefront of a lot of that. And yeah, Coach Few had a ton to do with that, but also Tommy had a lot to do with that too because of his comfort level of of seeing it uh, taught in Europe and then his ability to teach it himself.
0: So Arizona, uh, they obviously have a storied history, but Right now, he's kind of walking into uncertainty. Uh, I guess would be the right word for it. With everything that's been going on there the last few years, what do you think the realistic expectations are for him and for that program the next three to five years or so?
1: Well, I expect uh, I expect them to be pretty dang good. Um, you know, Arizona is one of those names that brings a lot of credibility. Uh, you know, with a lot of the uncertainty around you know, the investigations and, and is Miller still going to be there and all these different things, I think it's, it's you know uh, maybe kind of turned a f- away a few guys that maybe they could have recruited in the past or, or had on campus in the past. but um, you know, the fact that they've got a coach now that uh, is coming from a successful program in Gonzaga. Um, he's kind of he understands the blueprint of what it's going to take to you know help Arizona rise back to prominence. Not that Arizona hasn't been good, but they haven't been the Arizona that a lot of people remember or kind of think of over the past however many years. Um, you know, so there's there's going to be a lot of work to do, but you know, Tommy knows the blueprint. He understands it, um, and I'm sure he's going to put his own spin on 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 what they need to do. But that Arizona name is. Very well uh, recognized, and I think it's just going to be a matter of time before they're back. Uh, because when you think about West Coast basketball now, it is Gonzaga, it is Arizona, and UCLA. Those have always been the three biggest, hottest names, and there's been some programs that have had some hot years. Oregon, you know, UW uh, for a while had some runs. Um, but it's been those; those three are the biggest names on the West Coast over the last 20 years. Um, you know, San Diego State, you could throw them in there, but I don't think overall they get they have the name recognition or the or the juice that those other three programs have with their name.
0: Back on the Gonzaga side of things, going to their future, some fans probably didn't have the best two weeks. Obviously, they lost the national championship. Joel Yai declares for the draft. They lose two transfers to the transfer portal uh tommy is leaving for arizona chet holmgren still hasn't announced so do your best here dan to try to talk gonzaga fans off the ledge and why gonzaga is going to be just fine
1: <laughs> uh rewind back about seven or eight years and say well would you take this as a program being in uh you know fighting for the last six Elite Eights, two Final Fours, two title games where you had legitimate chances to win both games. Um, You're in the conversation for, you know, the number one player in the country. Uh, Rewind seven or eight years and ask if you'd like the program to be in that point. I'm pretty sure they would. Um, I think every program outside of maybe Villanova, because they've got multiple titles, would take that resume. you You know, it just... It, it, again what they continue to do is, is set the bar higher and higher every year and with the bar being set higher unfortunately you get fans that don't understand just how hard it is to do what they've done um, people keep waiting for a year where they slip up and, and you know have a down year it just hasn't happened um, and that's so impressive because the consistency with this program has been off the charts I think five years in a row now 30 plus wins. That's amazing. I mean, there's only a handful of teams in college basketball that have ever done that. And you can say what you want about the league, this, that, or the other, but at the end of the day, you still have to win games. And to get credibility nationally, you have to win games in the NCAA tournament. And Gonzaga has the most NCAA tournament wins, I think, over the last six years. So, you know, trust me, Coach Few has has been doing this a long time. He's had success with – every type of roster challenge, whether it's you know um, young guys, uh, whether it's blending grad transfers, whether it's um, you know a couple guys leave that maybe they weren't expecting, uh, whether it's you know now be, whether it's blending European guys, whether it's now you know recruiting that next level guy who is a legitimate one and done type guy like a, a Zach Collins, like a Jalen Suggs Coach Hughes has, has kind of masterfully worked through all of those scenarios, and I can't imagine, um, you know, he's not going to figure out a way to, to, you know, kind of work through losing Tommy and, you know, some of these other perceived questions that are out there.
0: All right, before I let you go, you've got the ISO podcast that you do with uh, Scorebook Live, and then you've also got the Bulldog broadcast that you do with uh, Field of 68 Media. What is the plan for those two things during the off season here?
1: Yeah, great question. Uh, the ISO podcast that I have on SB Live uh, or for SB Live, um, it's a three day a week podcast release, and we we do. Uh, com- I have conversations with you know people in the world of sports, typically basketball. Um, you know, for example, just this past week, we released uh, a conversation with. Uh, new head coach at Eastern, David Riley, uh, former Gonzaga assistant uh, or director of ops. Now assistant at Illinois, Stephen Gentry. Um, you know we, we're going to be talking to a lot of high school coaches because that's a big focus of ours. Uh, talk to some some authors and some sports trainers at times on that on that podcast platform. Um, that, so that'll continue three days a week. Uh, but then the Bulldog broadcast. Um, interesting, you ask. I'll be talking with Jeff Goodman and, and Rob Doster later this week to kind of, you know, figure out our, our plans for you know how frequent I will be doing anything during the off season. Because, as you know, because you're you're very uh, entrenched in following Gonzaga basketball and, and sharing information that you know there people are, are hungry for information on on Zags and rightfully so. But at the same time. You know there is an off season. You don't want to recurgitate the same information over and over again, or, or start speculating too many things. Um, and, and everybody does need a little bit of uh, time to recharge their batteries and, and kind of get away from it and get excited for the next season. But uh, they'll be do. Uh, we'll be doing something. Uh, what it is, just at this moment in time, and how frequent, it's hard to
0: say. Sounds good. We will keep an eye out uh, for all of that. Dan, I appreciate the time. Enjoy the summer. And we'd love to have you back on to preview next season when the time comes.
1: Absolutely. Sounds good. Take care. And, uh, yeah, can't wait for uh, the next season of uh, Gonzaga basketball. And fingers crossed we're able to have a full
0: McCarthy Athletic Center. I think that's one thing that we can all absolutely agree on. Thanks to Dan for his time. Again, go check out the Bulldog Broadcast Pod and also the ISO Podcast with Dan Dickow. He's got a lot of really good basketball conversations on there. Uh, A few weeks back, he had Connor Griffin. Uh, He had Mike Nielsen was on the pod. Caden Perry was on the pod. Some really, really easy 20-minute conversations to listen to. Okay, so Tommy Lloyd has an introductory press conference yesterday at Arizona, and boy, was it emotional. Uh, I will play a clip here in a minute, but I just want to say... I think he knocked it out of the park. He came off with a ton of passion, uh, and it just seems like he's genuinely excited to have this opportunity. And he's more than ready for it, too. I think the two biggest points that came up is when he was talking about Mark Few. First, he said that Mark Few and Mike Roth both encouraged Tommy to take the job. And he had this really incredible quote regarding Mike Roth. Mike Roth told him, quote, not only is it the right thing to do, we are going to celebrate it at Gonzaga. And that's the Gonzaga culture right there. And then the other thing is when he was asked about Gonzaga in Arizona's home and home series. And he said that would be a very emotional game and it's something that will be discussed over the summer. And it basically made it seem like that game is very, very unlikely to happen, which I think we all kind of expected. Okay, I'm going to end the show here with Tommy's intro remarks regarding Coach View, Because every time he talked about him, he got choked up and it was really, really powerful stuff. So take a listen here to Tommy Lloyd
2: first person I want to thank is Mark Few. Um, okay, This guy gave me a chance. I mean, I literally showed up at his doorstep, had no idea who I was, and uh, gave me a chance when I was young and he was just starting out as a head coach. His first year as a head coach, I showed up and asked if I could help. And I was there by his side every day. Um, you know, I, I was really kind of antsy and want to get going in this profession because I thought I could do it. And, you know, it was probably a little overzealous. And I just remember he told me one time, hey, relax, I got you. You remind me a lot of myself. And uh, I never forgot that. Um, I want to thank him for giving me the opportunity to work at Gonzaga and preparing me for this opportunity. I mean, he, the way he treated me And the freedom he gave me has prepared me to be a head coach there's no doubt about it and and to him i'll always be indebted
0: i think i could speak for everybody in saying that we are greatly going to miss tommy lloyd and on that note that is going to do it for today's show we will be back on monday to review everything that happened over the weekend and then we are going to talk about uh two gonzaga x factors anton watson and melody kempton don't forget you can rate and subscribe to the podcast please leave a review with your gonzaga story You can follow me on Twitter at SCargo. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnZags. If you want to email the show, you can do so. LockedOnZags at gmail.com. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. If you're in Spokane, enjoy the beautiful spring weather. It's going to be in the 70s this weekend. It's amazing. We'll see you back here Monday morning. It is a great day to be a Zag.